This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. you're making it worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I know you are. Look, I, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. No, no. I said you were getting oh, nervous. We don't no, have I know. one well, today. I, that's, that's, I, was, I, was, I wasn't prepared, so I'm going to have to wait until next week. Oh, okay. Wow. Are you flustered by the... Oh! By the, excuse the me! Rams you winning the Super Bowl? Are you Maybe so I am prepared then. Um, all right. Oops. Well, the... <laughs> the Los Angeles football team just won the Super Bowl. So I you was can gonna hear say, yeah. uh, fireworks in the background. Oh my um, God. I enjoyed peach Melba. That was the dessert I made during the Super Bowl this year while oh watching hours before we recorded our podcast. I were had... you were you at a Super Bowl party or were you? No, I was alone in my apartment and I made peaches Melba, which is just uh, uh, vanilla ice cream. I used frozen peaches, so they were terrible, and a raspberry sauce. Um, so oh. it wasn't, wasn't particularly good. Sounds delicious. It was a football. I will say, Super Bowl is such a big deal, and I just can't believe how underwhelming the Super Bowl is. Watching mm. it, what do you Does it depend on the team? No, I just, I just think football sucks. And it's a lot of starts and stops. There's yeah. lots of lots of starts and stops. Like the first half, like zipped by, and you're like, oh my god, it's almost already half over. And this is like the one thing a third of Americans all still watch together. And it's just <laughs> wow. so surreal. The now, ads so sucked. Football has a special place in my heart because the second time I remember masturbating, it was to a football player. Because oh, of, because of their jock, you know, like on Junior Seau. Who was it? I have no idea who it was, oh, but I remember okay. looking. I was like, it was two football players in general because the ones that wear the white tight pants, you can mm -hmm. sometimes see the jock strap line in the back. Like you can see yeah. through the pants. And yeah, if I had had sort of like iPhone, a thong, yeah, if I had had an iPhone then, I would be zooming in <laughs> on that jock strap line yeah. coming all yeah. night. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, I do still remember MTV had like their, their uh, spring break shit. 
mm-hmm. where they would just get like people to like dance on stages and stuff. I remember like whipped like, cream ta- on their dicks. Yeah. 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 I remember taping that. Uh, yeah. Usually watching that right around spring I break. That too. I taped that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So there is a new study from the CDC that shows that LGBTQIU Americans are more likely to be vaccinated than non. 84% mm. of LGBTU Americans have received at least one shot compared with 76% of heterosexuals. Mm. Uh, so of course the question is, why is that? Um, one scientist hypothesized underlying conditions that exacerbate COVID tend to be higher in the gay community. Like what? Um, I don't know. I, I, I skimmed the whole article, but uh, outs- outside <laughs> that, of that, <laughs> that does seem like a weird thing because I, I also, I, I'll be honest. I was also a little surprised by that because I feel like the stereotypes that gay men are, are generally more fit than the average. Well, and also too, I mean, I people. would assume I, 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 I I don't know the numbers of obesity or or um, asthma within the queer community. And if it's if obesity is higher in the queer mm-hmm, community mm-hmm. than heterosexuals, I would venture to say not. Yeah, um, yeah, I would, too. So I would assume this person's then referring to people who are HIV. Oh, don't and, you wait, dare. On, How dare you? <laughs> well, so, so they, that makes me then question the person giving this information because it's like if they think that is a reason that we're high we have a higher risk of getting covid i don't know i don't know what well but, but i i know the point that you're making i had the same thought but that was not in the article they did oh, the, that person did not mention hiv it could <laughs> maybe, be, maybe they it were could be the higher rate of, of homelessness among amongst LGBTQ. oh <laughs> you <laughs> how dare you no but it could be it could be the homelessness amongst lgbtq youth which mm-hmm. is the number sure. one group of people who are homeless in this country so like maybe that could be it i don't know i'd be i'd alan, want to look into that alan it, but if if we could can we stop for a second alan it's lgbtu community <laughs> That's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, unhinged community. Please, Alan. This is an inclusive podcast, and I won't stand for bigotry. I won't stand for it. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so... So where are we here? So why are they more cautious? Is it because... Oh, all right. Alan jumped. Alan jumped on my notes. Um, The the highest demo... I guess this okay, doesn't yeah. surprise me. So, so breaking down the demographics within the gay community, the highest demographic that's been vaxxed are gay white men are at 95%. Uh, the lowest <laughs> is black lesbian women at 58%. And uh, I also, uh, this was one quick note that I was going to say, how dare <laughs> these results <laughs> claim to represent the LGBT community when we know damn well two to five-year-olds can't be vaccinated yet. How dare they? Um, yeah. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts? This actually doesn't surprise me at all. I'm not like, surprised. Do yeah. you think? Do you think it's because like we've dealt with a pandemic for the last forty? You know, the community yeah, dealt with it for forty course, years, and yeah, so we're like feels, a little bit more open. Yeah, it feels familiar. It feels like I mean, I, I think a lot of queer people, especially queer men, probably, uh, you know, had the same feeling once COVID began that there was this thing amiss that was hard to track and knew and felt, you know, obviously scary. And so having grown from that and, and, you know, really gotten used to a way of life, it kind of made, and then Dr. Fauci is at the front lines, which is, you know, no, no different from the, from the AIDS era. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it felt very familiar. So I am not surprised that, that a lot of 
gay I guys also are- think that that queer people in general, I mean, you know, oftentimes like women find out something medically is is wrong with them because they go to they receive medical services more frequently than often straight men do in in straight relationships. And and I think queer people in general also have similar to women that that sort of comfortable the comfortness with going to the doctor, getting prep or getting tested mm. or getting there's a there, it's a part of a reality of our lives that we get tested or that we do these things and for, for many people. And I think yeah. that might play into it as well. That sort of, it's not as, it's not as rare to us to go to the God, doctor. Do you, do you remember, do you remember when I was still in college? So you guys were obviously in your you know <laughs> late thirties, but when I was still in college an HIV test took a week to get the results. Do you remember a week? That? Yes. No, Oof, no, absolutely. No, they, Elliot, they were like HIV tests. When you became sexually active, <laughs> HIV tests were not like the rapid tests you get these days. I remember least... 72 hours, but not a week. I never. I don't oh, think I... I, I remember getting it on a Friday and having to wait until the next Friday to get wait, the results. Were you in the Amish country? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was. Unhinged. Were you unhinged in college? Just ravenously having sex? Not at all. <laughs> I was a, a, a virulent hypochondriac. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I remember um, 72 hours. I remember that being a big th- waiting that period of time for 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 test results. Um, but yeah, but still, I mean, that that still is a long period of time to find out if you're HIV yeah, positive. Oh, and yeah. so it it's it's a it's a it's a big thing. But even that even that being ingrained in our community, that 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 mindset of going to get a test, waiting for the results, mm-hmm. taking hopefully taking responsible action after as you wait for your results like that's mm-hmm. the thing that we're pretty used to yes so with covid it's the same thing you go get tested if you're feeling sick you isolate you wait till you get your test results you find out then what you can do whatever it's the same yeah. thing it's and i think we're just kind of comfortable with that that said i do think it's like important that like you know there's a lot of economically lgbtq or lgbtu for brent mm-hmm. um <laughs> people uh do suffer economically and they don't have access to a lot of things that a lot of heterosexual people do. And so because of that, I can imagine there being sort of lower numbers, which is why like when you were going down the list of people, white gay men were really high, but then as you get to other communities, it gets lower and lower and lower. And that is because of access to testing and access to the vaccine that Mm. is safe and that they feel comfortable with. And it's sad that those numbers are lower. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, because the vac- the vaccine is free, I would say access is more about like trust within the medical institutions. The free um, message is not out there. Like even just from my own example with my sister, she thought there would be a cost associated. Even if she, they said it was free, you go and you get this because um, people are used to this. They, mm. you, they, you expect a co-payment or whatever of $20 and you get this like, oh, you actually owe $150 and people in, I think in this country, myself included with medical, especially during ke- cancer and chemo, you get these sort of shocked prices where you don't want that to happen again. You don't want those surprises. And so I think people, even though if they say it's free, they get scared that it's secretly not. Or that, yeah, you, you get a, you get a bill in the mail three yeah. months later exactly. uh, for a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I get that. I, I have noticed that almost all of the signs advertising the vaccine I've seen have free and, you know, Mac, you know, in maximum font, but yes, I, I absolutely understand 
some people's hesitation. And I think I had, I felt the same way going in. I was like, I'll pay something at some point. Right. Yeah. And mm. um, you know, I mean, I, I know Elliot, Elliot, when he got his shot, his was injected <sighs> with gold foil. I think he had gold <laughs> foil injected into his arm oh, and his, his ended up costing an extra thousand dollars because of that. Yeah, no big deal. A special gay doctor to get a special gay COVID vaccine. You know, you know, he, you know first of all, I've never seen Elliot eat a meal that didn't have gold, gold foil somewhere on it. I mean, he, he eats grapes. What is gold there, foil? Like, gold foil it, is like that, like those little... Sh- like um like shavings? tin tin yeah shavings of mm. gold yeah. that like dumbasses will put on like a hot dog to be like it's the most expensive hot dog in the world <laughs> <laughs> regular like a hot dog with gold foil on it it's really really dumb oh my um, god that's and it's it's that's also how you got your vaccination okay we can end, end on over that. <laughs> end over Elliot it's not taken anally. <laughs> Not even joking. We are here today with one of my favorite people, one of my favorite food people. We go out to eat often, and also one of the living legends of drag, Kimchi. Kimchi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kimchi. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Of course. Thanks for being here. Now, before we get started, I have to make fun of Elliot here for like a minute because we went to dinner. The Kim. Oh, come on. I brought Elliot. (laughs) Elliot came and Elliot was like, oh, yeah, I'm a very adventurous eater. No, I did not. I did not. I have no food problems. (laughs) I did not say I'm an adventurous eater, but I'm I'm open to things. And then his first sentence was. I don't eat beef. Expose them. I don't eat beef or pork. Okay. <laughs> and we're at a Chinese place that's like all beef and pork. <laughs> I eat beef and pork. I just don't, it's not like my first choice, but I'm I ate it. I'm on board. I'm happy to try it. I'm I'm open been to exploring. To talk things. About this since that night. I have been I, dying. I, I have I I like I can do beef, but I just don't I don't find beef exciting. <laughs> but I'm also like I told Kim, I'm like a pescatarian. I guess I'm a pescatarian at heart where I'm just not like crazy about meat. But hey, mm, I I mm-hmm. ate I ate my share yes, for sure. You definitely <laughs> ate your share. You definitely ate your I share. ate my I ate my fair share for sure. <laughs> yeah, right, there you go. Good for you, Elliot. You ate. Kim, how do you handle because I mean, you you have your TikTok is an amazing amount of reviews of places you go to eat and everything you do. How do you handle when people are like picky eaters around you when you go to places i mean just completely fine because um i think what makes food so interesting is regardless of you know what are your a picky eater or not everyone will have an opinion about food mm-hmm. and it's just like a good way to like get to know people and you know um you eliminate people from your life if they don't eat certain things because i have that i feel like i do that maybe. oh it's not that i would like eliminate it from my life but i'll pick more I'll pick out restaurants to go with them. That's a little bit more like white people friendly, you know? <laughs> I know you were saying that about me and I, and I'm, I get it. I totally get it. I will say, admittedly, I am, it's this, again, it's not like a, it's just the sight, the sight of certain meats. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm not turned on by the sight of meat. So you didn't and like I, the, the stomach that we got. I don't, I don't like intestines. I don't oh, want to eat. Got stum- you, tripe, you got tripe. Kim orders, Kim knows everything. And she yeah. just ordered knowing, you know, she knows what to get wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I just, I just, I just know where my limits are. And I've, I, when I go to like dim sum, I let my friend who, who also, he knows exactly what to order. And then I'll just know, like, I don't want um, that. I don't 
want, but yeah. I will try uh-huh. other yeah. things. <laughs> but also, let's also, I mean, let's be real. I am a, I am, uh, Kim, you may not know this, but the guys know that I don't care about food as much as I care about dessert. Yeah. And that's dessert right. is where right. is what I mm-hmm. care most about. So sure, give me protein, whatever. I just want to get to dessert. And that's, <laughs> that's where we split because Kim is, she's Kim is very, of a des- dessert yes. person and more of a savory person. And I'm kind of both. I'll eat mm. everything. <laughs> like growing up, like it's like, I'd rather get another like plate of like entree than to have dessert. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and the, and the opposite is for me. Like I'll eat whatever just to get the meal. You know, I, I can enjoy a meal, but like, <laughs> you know, the dessert is the, is the, that's the, the point of the trip, you know? I mean, yeah. this literally plays into what I've said about Elliot before. I've known him for 15 t- or, or more years and I still can't picture him eating like dinner. I can only picture him like grazing with like a handful of peas or something, but I can picture him with a mouthful of brownie. Like, and then when you said that the other eating dessert. Yeah, you said the other day and I was like, oh my God, I was like eating dinner and it was like truly like protein and like some rice or something. Peanuts and like, blackberries. He's yeah. right. This is what it, I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing. You eat like you're on Survivor. Yeah, outward yeah. bound. That's what my, my, my cupboards yeah. look like. Wait, no, Kim. So uh, speaking of food and Drag Race, so like you're on season eight of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone has asked you every single question possible about Drag Race. But what I want to ask is, what was the food like? Like, did you, because I feel like I would, pro- if I was on Drag Race. You can't eat and drag, right? Well, you can't eat and drag, but you can like, eat after drag like did they give mm-hmm. you good food or was it just chipotle all the time mm. okay so it is so funny on uh, this subject and then i've seen like fans just like discuss this like in like reddit and things like that and it's just like complete fiction oh wow um, <laughs> they just make it up with with like a certainty so honestly like they're very accommodating on set um if you have like dietary restriction you know um they'll accommodate it Mm-hmm. and like for like lunch is catered so like the pH will go and like grab you know like whatever like like they'll like make a plate for you you know like whatever like you ask for mm-hmm. same with breakfast it's like a hotel breakfast buffet so they give you a list of things that are like on the buffet and then you write down like everything you want and then they'll bring it all to you mm-hmm. yeah. even and in then, your hotel room or actually on set um like sometimes if we're like if you have to go into the set early, like they'll like give us to us in the car, or mm. if you have like time, like they'll bring us to our hotel room. Mm. And then and lunch is like something different every day. So then, yeah, they'll if you're like a meat eater, they'll get like a little bit of everything for you. And then if you like just want like bread or like some salad, they'll also accommodate that too. And but then if- elimination day, they usually like order. Like food from like a different restaurant, they'll ask like, "Hey, what does everybody want to eat?" And then do they we have like a last meal like, thing where it's like, yeah. "Wait, that is so funny." <laughs> they, Elimination they day, it's like, who, who's who could eat? I mean, well, no, if they know a certain queen is going home, do they maybe eat what that one? No, 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 I mean, one? not elimination day, but um, <laughs> like dinner in general. It's usually like from like a restaurant. Wow, okay. I, I, have, I mean, I don't understand. Like, not don't understand, but isn't. This is when you're out of drag, or are you guys? Is everybody in drag and like, eating food? I mean, sometimes we're in drag, and sometimes we're because um every episode takes um two days to film, mm. so one day is um like mini challenge and challenge, and then runway and elimination is like another like a whole day. Uh, of course, yeah. So sometimes we're in drag, or sometimes like we're done and we're out of drag. 
I guess I just can't is imagine. It impossible seeing, to, yeah. Is it impossible to eat food and drag? Yeah, exactly. That was it my question. Me. It is for me. Oh, is it? it? Oh, okay. I'll be honest. If you're hungry enough, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like for right? me, my day is like if I know I'm going to be in a course or when I'm in a course, I'll just eat like string cheese and stuff until I mm. can eat. And then and usually like the girls like when they first come on the set, they're they want to be like all grand about it. They're like, I'm not eating in drag. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> And then, like, so toward the hungry. end of the season, you know, you just see them, like, silently, like, eating their lunch without complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you you texted me earlier that you wanted to expose me, and I kind of want to turn that around <laughs> and maybe expose Naomi real quick. When you were on set for season eight, because Naomi famously does not eat in drag, did you ever see her eat in drag? Oh, yeah. Ah, um, but, <laughs> but Naomi's um, food and taste was way, like, different back then. So when I first met her, she was like a super picky eater. Um, like she likes to cook ramen noodles in just water, like no sauce packets or seasoning. Oh my god! Wow. And then wow. she'll dump out the water and just eat the noodles. And she'll eat like a lot of cheese and just like plain bread. Mm. Wow. So even instead, she like she was always eating like dinner rolls and like bags of chips and a lot of candy. Like she used to eat like. Um, Milky Way bars for breakfast. Okay, that's oh, that's wow. actually annoying. Considering that, that's actually annoying. <laughs> well, considering how skinny and gorgeous, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But right. then, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I made it like a point to like take her to all these different restaurants, and then like I made sure like she tried like all different types of like ethnic cuisine. So now like she loves Indian food. She loves mm. like sushi. Um, God, she could I honestly like eat anything now. Does she still love plain noodles as well? Does she still love plain ramen noodles? Do we know? <laughs> um, she doesn't, but she was eating it um like less than a month ago when she was sick. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it might make you feel better, you know. Oh my god, of course. I love Oreos. I will say that we always have Oreos here, and, mm. and she hates us for having them out all the time. <laughs> what is your favorite? What is your favorite cuisine? My favorite cuisine. Just like ask me to pick a favorite child. Sorry, but, sorry. Oh no, 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 no. But I love Indian food. Mm. Um, oh god, I love Indian food. There's just like so much variety, you know, whether it's like northern, western, southern. Oh. Also, I love Vietnamese food. Mm-hmm. It's like so much like fresh vegetables and herbs and fish sauce. And, oh my god, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And obviously Korean food. Do you think, I mean, you've traveled the world and like and, and you're originally from Brent's home state of Michigan, right? Oh, are you? Are you? Nice. The tropical Michigan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, trashy Midwest Michigan. Yeah. Where yeah. in Michigan are you from? Kim, what was that? Where in Michigan are you from? I'm from Okemust. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right outside Lansing. Oh, yeah. Nice. Is and I was near, born in Lansing. Is that near you, Brent? Do you have anything to say uh, about this home city? Well, uh, I am from Ann Arbor, which is the other college town with a perhaps slightly more prestigious university. I look University I, of Michigan. I mean, let's we don't have to get into specifics here, but but yeah, we're only about a, a, we're only about an hour apart. And I had a bunch of friends from Okemos, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, I used to go to Ann Arbor every year because um, they have a big giant like art festival every year. Yeah, yeah, the art fair. Yeah. Oh, see, based on what Brent has told me about. Uh, Ann Arbor, I feel like there'd be an art festival every weekend. <laughs> oh, also, um, hash bash. Um, that's right. I don't, I don't smoke marijuana anymore, but um, back when I did, I used to go to hash bash every year. Do you know what that is? 
Oh, for sure. So ha- just for the listeners, hash bash is Ann Arbor very famously decriminalized marijuana, I think in the seventies. So every year for one like Saturday, people like hundreds of people would accumulate on the University of Michigan's campus and smoke weed in public and the cops just kind of let it happen. And this wow. is obviously long before Michigan legalized marijuana, which it has now. Um, it's but, yeah. it's like a protest because this hippie was um, arrested with two joints and he was sentenced to 10 years in jail. Hmm. So a oh ton God. of people started gathering at this hall and then they will all smoke weed. And because there are so many people, the police couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So then oh they made God. it legal to like smoke weed in this area. Yeah. Um, like one day after year. Yeah. It's one of our little claims to fame. <laughs> I think the first gay mayor was also in Michigan somewhere. Ann Arbor, you are correct. Yeah. Yep. In yeah. the 70s, I forget her name now, but yeah, yeah. sometime in the 70s. Look, we've Ann got Arbor, a, a storied history. Storied history. Um, well, speaking I mean, of marijuana. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of like hidden gem in Michigan. There's a bologna festival in Yale. There's Ew. like the Holland Tula Festival. Wow. Um, there's like a Sleeping Bear Dunes, which is like gorgeous if you've never been. Sleeping Bear Dunes? Yeah. Yes. What's is it like like sand dunes? It's like a big giant sand dune. Um, but like the sunset is absolutely like breathtaking on there. Brent, why haven't you told us about this? Yeah, things? why uh, sleeping sleeping <laughs> because my parents were uh, East Coast elitists who wouldn't who didn't do anything outside of Ann Arbor <laughs> in Michigan. So like sleeping bear dunes was like somewhere up north, and I don't think I've ever been in my life. <laughs> And my and mom you would take like, it to Mackinac Island. No, never went what? to Mackinac so Island. <laughs> my parents, my parents have been in Michigan for probably 40 years and they like, they like Michigan. They like Ann Arbor, but they're not like Michiganders, you know, that's, wow. that's how I would put it at least. Is your family uh, like Michiganders, Kim? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, my dad went to Michigan State University mm-hmm. and then I grew up in Michigan, you know, for like the first 18 years of my life basically yeah 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 and then you I have, Chicago, I have, right no, and then Chicago yeah 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 which is like where I think a lot of Michigan I'm mean, same with Missouri I'm from Missouri same with Missouri like people would always go from there to Chicago oh, it's like, always it's like always place. well so like of all the cities you've I mean you lived a long time in Chicago you now live here in Los Angeles you've lived here for a while in Los Angeles what is your like favorite food city oh okay so I have several but <laughs> Number one favorite food city in the world is Taiwan. Oh. Taiwan is, a, first of all, um, hidden food mecca. And it's also a hidden gay mecca that most people don't know about. The president is an uh, open lesbian. And also the first Asian country to legalize gay marriage. Hmm. Um, the gay community there is amazing. But the food scene. Oh, my God. So <laughs> the food everywhere is so cheap. It's like dirt cheap. Mm. You can get, you can like walk anywhere and literally find like a unique dish to try that's like so big in portion for like 50 cents. And anywhere you go, they have these night markets at nighttime. When the sun goes down, the entire street just becomes like stalls of food. Mm. For 50 oh cents, and, a, like, a, a, like per tent? Hmm? Like it's like 50 cents per dish, basically? Basically, yeah. Brent, write it down. Yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> Honestly, like, Taiwan, like, I would actually, like, consider even, like, retiring in Taiwan. Like, I want to save up a lot of money and just, like, retire in Taiwan. Wow. When you retire, does that mean, like, you give up drag or you do, like, occasional 
elderly well i don't know i guess like every now and then you dress you 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 do a kimchi look but it's like you, very you old edna version of kimchi look? <laughs> that, that's what he's asking <laughs> no i feel like at that point like i yeah all the wigs will be mm-hmm. torn up yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's well okay so speaking of drag you have kimchi beauty which mm-hmm. i use all the time it's a great huge makeup brand like what made you want to start a makeup brand and it's like it's it's kind of exploded these past few years mm-hmm. so when i first started um drag makeup there really weren't that many like brands available like there is now um and i've always wanted to like experiment with different colors and different products but to do that um you have to spend a lot of money yeah. and you were never guaranteed if the product mm-hmm. was like pigmented enough or like had enough payoff for like, the money you're paying Mm-hmm. And trust me, I wasted like hundred dollars of like products that like Sephora and Ulta that weren't anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, mm. so is Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah. and then when you do find a product that you like, um, it gets discontinued <laughs> quickly, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I was like, well, why don't I just um start my own brand, make amazing products that I would use? Yeah. Um, and then in turn like share them with people and and then like doing it like a really like affordable cost so like everybody can like try to use it yeah nice it really is great i mean because you go i mean i don't think these guys know like the expense of some of the makeup that's oh how i mean brent is not out here going to sephora (laughs) mac buying makeup (laughs) you know buying like mac lipstick for example is like what is it like 20 30 dollars for yeah like for the little tube for the little tube and it's like if you're a queen who's working the bars, not a drag race queen, but like a queen who's just out there or just a regular person wanting, mm-hmm. you know, lipstick or to do a look like you shouldn't have to spend half your paycheck just to get some makeup. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. Makeup is, is it's extremely expensive. Now, because it's your line, Kim, I assume that means you you mold the lipstick yourself. So you're you're in your apartment uh, mold, molding the tubes of lipstick and and maybe uh-huh. like just biting I don't I don't think that, that would be legal. <laughs> but uh, there all the makeup um comes from labs. Um yeah. and you'd be surprised there aren't that many like labs like in the world. So a lot of the makeup that you see being sold like all basically come from like these like six different laboratories. Interesting. That's so That's wild to think about. Yeah. Like, all the yeah. makeup, the mass produced makeup like I mean same with lashes. There's only I think like two factories like that makes like all the lashes that like people use in the world yeah that's insane. god what if there's a fire at one of the lash factories what would happen <laughs> what would happen guess, to the um, world then i guess the trend will be natural lashes <laughs> that's right <laughs> no one wants that at least nobody, for half, half the world yeah nobody yeah. needs that well like so with <clears throat> with post drag race and like your life like how are you doing more your makeup brand or like more perform traveling and performing or are you like trying to pivot in the direction uh definitely like more makeup and then um a lot of like online content yeah. uh just traveling right now it's really hard because of covid yeah mm. and now like i don't know whenever like i get on a flight now there's just like i've never like felt this before but but whenever i fly now there's this like weird anxiety that i get same mm. I just and I've never like had that forever. Like I could fly like all over the world and be fine. Yeah. And what now do you think like it is? I don't know. 
I feel like my stomach, like my chest is about to explode and like, yeah. I remember seeing Let's get you some Xanax, by the way. But yes, yeah, go ahead, I remember seeing you after a flight once and you had like a you were ang- like anxious. Like I could tell like you was like you had a moment. I mean, I, I, we were picking up Naomi and you just happened to be at the same flight, which was very Yo. random. I was like, oh, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't she's not flying. She's not like to fly. I just flew and it was I what I wasn't horrible, but I will say I was more anxious than I've ever been since I hadn't flown since before the pandemic. And it was hmm. it was stressful for me. Hmm. Yeah. And the last time I flew, like for like gigs, I got COVID, so that didn't help either. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Did COVID like know. change? I mean, yes, obviously you travel, you travel a lot for drag. Did COVID change the way? You know, there's this, everyone talks about the great, what is it, the great resignation, where yeah. everyone's like leaving their jobs, trying something different. Mm. Did the pandemic, especially in compare, you know, in taking in the fact that you have this big, you know, makeup success. Uh, is did the pandemic at all change the way you thought about you know drag and like the way you perform in terms of like volume did it change it at all or did it um did it stay the same and and does flight anxiety now actually have something to do with that as well oh wait so what is your question um basically like did the pandemic affect the way you like think about doing drag professionally like traveling all the time and now that being on flights feels scary like have Mm -hmm. you has it changed your mindset at all um definitely i mean i always knew like you know traveling wasn't going to be like a forever thing you know yeah um like realistically i just don't see myself like doing that for the rest of my life yeah um so i've always wanted to like venture out into like something else and then it all just happened to fall into place at the right place right time you also Good. have your dog Butter to take care of, which is like, I mean, oh, Butter can't yeah. be flying with Butter. But you will be going. You'll you have some tour dates coming up. Yeah, I mean, like I do like traveling like every like now and then, you know. Yeah. Like I don't want to be a homebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am dying to go. I like one of the places mm-hmm. that I am dying to go someday is South Korea. It's like all I want to do. Mm-hmm. I just want to go. Yeah, I'd love to see Seoul. Like, oh, we gotta go yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, and I I think I can only be able to go with you because like. If like we went on our own, we would be so stupid about what to do, where to go. <laughs> we would just end up at a Starbucks and a McDonald's every single Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all, yeah. We, all we would do, which yeah, I'm dying to go to Seoul. It's like one of my major top cities. So going forward in the future, I think I want to like maybe travel maybe once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. Worse before I was traveling every single day of the month. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh my God. Jesus. These girls, like the drag race girls, some of them really, it's it, the schedule can be very insane. I, I, I would not want that. And I can imagine it being, I mean, especially if you're a homebody, being like mm-hmm. stressful as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I love a hotel. I love a hotel. I do love a hotel. A hotel. Love a hotel. I, I'm going to Chicago in April. Ellie, you're coming too, right? Yes. And I can't wait to jump on a hotel bed with you. You stay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Get a room, you two. Wait, you are getting a room. No, I'll be. Yeah, we are getting a room. I'll be in drag, and Elliot will look very uncomfortable next. I, <laughs> no, I should jump on the bed, and you should just sit there and look very uncomfortable. That's, that's a good like photo op. Good photo, op. photo yeah. op. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kim, thanks so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, thanks you, Kim. Kim. Oh, Thor. 
It's, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's only like 20 some minutes. I mean, well, don't don't hang up because we'll have a thing after this. But where can people follow you? I mean, this is a stupid question because I feel like everyone knows. where. Actually, you're a hard queen to Google because a lot of people Google you and they get food and stuff. they just get food. Kimchi, kimchi, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, where can people follow you on the Internet? On TikTok, you can follow me at Kimchi Eats. On Instagram, it's Kimchi underscore Sheik, same as Twitter. And then you can purchase my makeup on kimshakebeauty.com. Nice. Nice. Thanks, Kim. Well, thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. And another thing. So this week, I thought it'd be fun to ask you guys, specifically, where do you get your haircuts? (laughs) (laughs) Prettiest place. So here, look, here's the deal. Um... Oh, like Joe deal. Biden. I, I look, folks, here's the deal. Uh, uh, God love you. Um, I've been doing my own hair since 2011. I do my own haircuts. I have, uh, uh, I have a buzz um, and it's very simple and straightforward. And I do my own hair with my t-shirt on in my bathroom. Uh, you don't take your I t-shirt do. off. I don't take my t-shirt off no. when you're alone doing your own hair. <laughs> right. So wait, how do you how do you do the like the neck? I have a mirror. So you do, you just do everything in the mirror? Yeah. And you like cut across? Yep. And do a square back or like a tapered? No, you I must do use. I do I do a square back and it's not usually perfect, but <laughs> it is sufficient. Here <laughs> hey, look, here's here's the deal. When I was when I was in New York, I got tired of getting haircuts. Because first of all, I'm very specific about paying, my hair. Paying, right? What? Didn't you like hate paying for them? Well, but I mean that too, but like, I mean, it's only 20 bucks. I, I can get a haircut. I'm just, I got tired of doing it every two weeks, which is when I, which is how I prefer to get my hair yeah. done mm-hmm. every two weeks. And every fucking time, no matter how much like gauze or whatever they put around your neck, you get a fucking million hairs in your collar. Yeah. You have to, you either go home and shower immediately or you're in like agony itching your neckline for the next four hours. And I just was like, I'm fucking over this. And I do this every two weeks. And so I just started doing it at home and, and, and I've been very very happy. I mean, you keep your hair very short. I think that makes perfect. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, you, Alan? I well, so I used to go get my hair cut pretty regularly, Um, but then it just got annoying, similar to Brandon, that like whenever I have to do a look for drag or whatever, I have to shave the sides of my head to the skin um, Mm -hmm. to get the Mm -hmm. to let the wig lay properly so I don't have to like Mm -hmm. lock out my hair and stuff. And yeah, it just got so annoying having to like deal around that. So I just started growing my hair long on top and then Michael will cut it sort of shave the back of it the way I need it shaved, you know, like mm-hmm. trim it. For the most part, I just grow my hair really long on top and then I keep the sides as shaved as possible. And then I just deal with being sort of bald on the side for yeah. for a week afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I do, and I also color my own hair too. I, I right. I, I go- Hot and, pink, hot pink. Well, it's it's blonde now, but yes, it was hot pink. Um, And I, I just bleach it at home and, you know, put the toner in and- Do, do your thing, hair. yeah. I also just don't like, I think, I don't know. No, no offense to anyone who does hair out there, but like, I hate paying someone to do my hair. It really, yeah. just, I just, I, there's something about it that I'm just like, I never really like what they do. And 
and just it just seems like it's gonna only look that way for a day and then like it's nothing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I know, I know. Oh, I, I love know. I love getting a haircut. It feels so refreshing. Like, oh yeah. I just love it. <laughs> get I, uh, I pay for it. your haircut, Elliot. Be honest. Oh, you know he gets like gold foil in his hair while he's getting it cut. <laughs> like uh I get I pay uh 60. Okay. Okay. I go every six weeks that's, or so. That's less than I thought. I mean, that's yeah. that's what I would pay if I was getting my haircut and not doing it in my bathroom. Well, I definitely, I definitely struggled to find the right haircut play, the hairstylist or whatever in LA. The first place I went to was near the Grove, and the guy was complaining about the fag parade uh, nearby. Uh-huh. Wait, uh, a hair? Wait, <laughs> yes, a hairdresser, and he well, wasn't a, a gay was man. A, he was a barber. Oh, oh my it was god! A barber shop, and he was like talking about June being the fag parade. And That's I was insane like, in uh-huh. Los Angeles. Yeah, well, don't worry. Really I left being like, he thought I was straight. Uh, yeah, he did, right, and, I, and I left right. quite the Yelp review, uh, even though uh, like, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think he knows what the internet is. But uh, yeah. then I went to this other lady, and she was fine, but like didn't really listen to what I needed. And then I ended up finding this place that I've been going to for years. That's like almost, I mean, it's very, the clientele is like all I don't know what, how you describe it. They're like SoCal bros, but not like yeah. skater dudes. They're ones that wear like all black and like Dickies and like they're skateboarder yeah. oh, kinds of dudes. Is that the place on like over in Los Feliz? No, it's on Third Street. Oh, and and do you get a massage there as well, Ellie? I or? don't get a massage there, okay. but I will say I think I've sent Brent a few pictures from their bathroom. Their mm. bathroom is like uh, covered wall to wall in graphic graphic porn oh that's <laughs> what is it? i don't remember <laughs> yeah. that like true like graphic like pink fleshy vagina walls like wow. the innards and everything and oh but, my I love, God, but it's Jesus. it's very thoughtful because Good now liner. they have i don't know why or when but they've started adding like some gay porn so there's oh, like dudes and dicks so a, li- a little bit and speaking i just love of, them. speaking of boners at the at the hair cuttery i will admit to having a full on, and it's happened because this has happened to me at actual barbers, the place in New York um, uh, on St. Mark's. Remember the place you walked down? Yes, well, yes, what was yes. It that's uh, where that, I went, yeah. That's the uh, St. Mark's, uh, uh, I know what you're talking about, Astro yeah. Place. Astor I place. had a guy there who, he would give me a haircut and he would lean close to me and my oh. hands, and I'm a large, I mean, I'm a big person in general. Oh. Like, any fat, I'm big, I'm, I take oh, up a lot of space. And he would lean as he would like shave parts of my hair or whatever. And I swear to God. Wow. I swear to God. Oh, I, boy. Felt things. I felt things. And it was oh, the boy. best haircut I've ever. Was, was he attractive or you? Or yes. were you so starved for attention? He was, he was attractive <laughs> in a way that was like, that was like, I could never have. Yeah, those guys are, I mean, that place is, that place is amazing. I mean, it's legendary. It's like yeah. A, yeah. A, a cattle, a, like a cattle farm of haircut. Yeah. Haircuts. I gave him the tip. <laughs> cash only pictures of like michael rapaport everywhere yeah it's that place is so amazing and legendary but i would also go there and like i love the vibe they also don't need they're like we're it's all mostly men and they're like yeah we don't have to talk they don't care yeah no talking i love it i remember that he would talk to me though yeah he would would talk to me and i loved it (laughs) that does actually sound kind of fun well, was, for uh, what it's worth, most people don't get there and get raging boners like Alan does. But <laughs> I'm not going to be ashamed of it. It was delicious. <laughs> delicious. What would your aunt say? Right. What would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I still get my hair done at Bo Ricks. Bo, what is it? Bo Ricks was a Michigan chain of of, of barber shops. <laughs>
Like um, only open in the nineties, but anyway, that that joke was for two people, <laughs> and kimchi wasn't <laughs> even here. That's yeah. right. Uh, my aunt Joanne would say, "When did you eat pork?" <laughs> I would let kimchi uh, uh, speak on my behalf. How about Aunt Anne? My aunt Anne would say, "You know, something similar happened to me when I went to my lady for my hair, and I wondered, is that why I like Rosie O'Donnell?" <laughs> well, no matter where you get your haircut, you can always listen to our show. You're welcome here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should tell people that if if you like this, if you like us, you should definitely leave a rating and review. It helps Please. us. Ah. It helps us. We never do that. We never ask for this. And I, yeah. I I was just had a meeting last week and not about the podcast, but in general about podcasts. And they're like, yeah, tell people. So like True. if you like us. If you don't like us, then please go to go, um, go to hell. Go, go to hell. No, you can just go to I'm trying to think of a bad web a bad podcast. Well, if they don't like us, why are they still listening? Yeah, why are you here? 50 well, minutes in. As you guys know from the review I sent you of me, that some That's people right. hate listen. You, you did get a scathing you did get I got a scathing, scathing review. review and, well, for uh, your other podcast. It yes. wasn't for this podcast. Yes. Yeah, people, I'm sure people hate me on this one too, but that's fine. That's fine. You can hate me on Look, I'm I'm okay with people hating Alan. I just don't want them to hate me that's that's what i don't want <laughs> anyway so that's elliot glazer i'm brent sullivan i'm brent sullivan and he's h allen scott or whatever whatever oh i'm gonna oh. get tooed from elliot oh we were a little too a little too loose in our in our end next time you see him he's gonna bash your head into the wall <laughs>